You have reached the Cherry Club. Please leave a message after the tone. I am exhausted. My hot girl summer has officially turned into rich girl summer. I am working two minimum wage jobs at the moment. I work at a pet store and I also work at a grocery store. So the fun never ends. My name is Alex, and if you are listening today, you have just joined The Cherry Club, the podcast all about being the woman of your own dreams. Now, I'm also exhausted because today, on one of my only days off, I decided to bike all the way to Whole Foods in this heat. And now Whole Foods is not very close to where I live, so it was really quite the journey. Was it worth it though? Yes, because Whole Foods is my happy place. I don't know what it is, but whenever I'm in a bad mood and I go to Whole Foods, I instantly feel better. I think it's maybe the atmosphere. Maybe it's the excellent variety of milk alternatives. Maybe it's all the DILFs that go there. I don't know. The three things that I recommend from Whole Foods are their pizza, their mango salsa, And also the candles that they sell at Whole Foods. I spent $40 on a yin-yang candle. And was it worth it? Absolutely. I always have to put on the cutest granola girl outfit that I own. And I go there and I just show off to all the other granola people. I love that I can go and get sushi. And I can also buy myself a salt lamp. Everything about it, it's just perfection. Anyways, that is my love letter to Whole Foods. Let's get into this week's episode. So in my last episode, I talked about how us as women always feel the need to be empowered. We always feel like we have to showcase our worth. We need to be independent. We need to be powerful. We always feel like we need to prove ourselves in a patriarchal society. Whereas for men, I don't think they have the same mindset when they go about their every day-to-day decisions. They don't constantly think, is this empowering? Is this going to showcase how independent I am? No, they're not doing that. I also talked about the internalized male gaze and how us as women, because we live in a patriarchal society, the only perspective we see in a world made by men and for men is the male perspective. So it's hard for us to showcase our true identities. How can I be the woman of my own dreams? How can I be a part of my own female reality rather than constantly morphing into a patriarchal world? So going forward, I want to talk about feminism through the male gaze because throughout history, there has been a lot of examples of feminism and feminist protests and propaganda done by men and to benefit their companies. Edward Bernays is the father of public relations and propaganda, and he is also Sigmund Freud's nephew. So you already know that psychological manipulation runs in his blood. Now, Edward Bernays was a very rich man in the early 1900s because of his excellent marketing tactics. 
In the 1920s, it was still taboo for women to smoke cigarettes. If a woman smoked cigarettes, she wasn't pure. She wasn't innocent. She was dirty. Cigarette companies realized that this societal construct was losing them a lot of money because only men smoked. Only 50% of the population was smoking cigarettes. So the cigarette company Lucky Strike paid Edward Bernays 25 thousand dollars to turn around the sales of cigarettes twenty five thousand dollars that was a lot in the 1920s people how did edward bernays do this well he manipulated women into thinking that smoking was liberating. In 1929, during the Easter Day Parade, Edward Bernays paid a few women to go out during the parade and start smoking cigarettes. These cigarettes that these women smoked were called the Torches of Freedom, but I like to refer to them as the Torches of Fuck You for manipulating me to thinking that smoking cigarettes was empowering. Anyways, these women during this protest started smoking these cigarettes and they had signs saying that women can now smoke cigarettes and now it's liberating and empowering for women to start smoking because if a man can smoke, so can I. But then also in the 1950s, you see all these commercials where it's like, smoke cigarettes so you can lose weight and you can be attractive to men. A lot of cigarette sales had tremendous psychological manipulation on women. And the only reason women started smoking cigarettes was to increase the sales of cigarettes. Not because women actually got together and were like, hey, look at us. We can smoke cigarettes too. No. They were literally paid to do that. Women were manipulated into thinking that now smoking cigarettes is a social norm and now it's okay for women to smoke cigarettes. But that decision wasn't made by women in history. That decision was made by men and by a cigarette company and by Edward Bernays. So the Torches of Freedom protest leads me to wonder how much a female liberation was decided by men. So I want to talk about the rise of OnlyFans and its gain in popularity and how now any woman is able to make an OnlyFans account and post pictures of herself and get her own fan base and have people subscribe to her. A lot of people have been saying that this is so liberating and a lot of women can use it to their advantage and they can make money from it and this and that. Men are the demand. Men demand the supply of OnlyFans. Men demand the supply of Pornhub. The CEO of OnlyFans is a man. His name is Timothy Stokely. And his net worth is around $163 million. And now it makes me upset because I know that the women on OnlyFans do not have a net worth of $163 million. And a lot of the stuff with sex work and sex work being liberating and any decision a woman makes is empowering has a lot to do with choice feminism. Because yeah, it was a woman's choice to be a stripper. And it was a woman's choice to be a prostitute. And it was a woman's choice to start an OnlyFans. But why did she start an OnlyFans? No one actually grows up and thinks, oh, I'm gonna sell my naked body on the internet. Oh, I'm gonna be a stripper. That's not really anyone's dream. And it's still frowned upon in society. I think it's important 
to consider finance in these types of things. Statistics show that women who don't have the greatest chance in education, who didn't come from the greatest homes, who grew up in poverty, their only option is to sell their body. And arguably, there are so many more female sex workers than there are male sex workers because men are the ones that are constantly asking for sex work and that's why women have these jobs so it's like yeah exploit men but men have greater opportunities to succeed in the patriarchal world so it's like it's empowering to exploit them and showcase your body and profit off of your body but is it really empowering if they have an advantage where they don't ever have to be in the position where they feel the need to sell their body i feel like women are put in that position so much more i also want to talk about sugar daddies and a lot of us are not ready to hear this but i'm gonna say it yeah you have a sugar daddy Okay, cool. He's buying you a Chanel bag. He's taking you on these expensive trips. A Chanel bag is nothing compared to his salary. He is taking on a younger woman to escort him, which is like, yeah, that feels great if you're getting a Chanel bag and whatnot, but he literally is making so much more money. I guess it's empowering because it's like, okay, you're exploiting the man, but at the same time, as a woman, it's so much harder in life to get where he is just because you're a woman. He's a multimillionaire and you're just his sidekick. And you feel rich because you're getting all these benefits of escorting him, but it's like there was probably a woman who could have had his crazy CEO business position, but she wasn't chosen. Also, one thing that I wanna point out is that men are the demand for strippers, men are the demand for prostitutes, men are the demand for pornography. And then they will go and say, oh, I would never date a stripper. Oh, she doesn't respect herself. Well, you're the reason that prostitutes and strippers exist. So you shouldn't be shaming them and calling them certain names because newsflash, it's your fault. And the upsetting thing is, is that a guy will probably hook up with the stripper and use her, but he won't date her. So then girls feel like, oh, I have to hide my sexuality and I can't talk about my sexuality because then he's gonna think I'm a whore or a slut and then he's not gonna wanna get with me because guys wanna be with innocent girls who respect themselves. Again, why are we constantly having to prove that we respect ourselves? At the end of the day, stripper or not, I'm still gonna get disrespected. And that's what I'm saying, the internalized male gaze. Even if you think you're not living up to a man's ideal, you still are. You might think, oh, and I don't show off my body and I'm not a stripper and I respect myself. That is a male fantasy because guys want to date a girl who only secretly will appeal to his desires but won't publicly showcase her sexuality. So what is sexual empowerment and how do you even define that? So this is where I get confused. If it is empowering, if a woman has multiple partners, it is empowering if a woman has an OnlyFans. How come if a woman's nudes get leaked or if a woman talks about sex, she isn't taken seriously? She has a lower chance of getting a job. Her career is ruined. But if a man rapes someone or if a man's nudes get leaked, he can still become the president of the United States. If a man can talk 
about his sexual desires and still become the CEO, but a woman can't, how are we sexually liberated? It's just not fair. And we're also pressured to be sexually liberated and empowered. A man can have photos side by side with Jeffrey Epstein and still remain a multimillionaire. That, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely fucked up. But if a girl gets her nudes leaked, her whole entire life is ruined. Lex Wexner has a net worth of $6.9 billion. And he is the executive of L Brands and Victoria's Secret is part of one of those brands. He made all the executive decisions for Victoria's Secret, but he also went to Jeffrey Epstein's island. I just want to say fuck a bitch named Victoria's Secret because everything that company stands for is misogynistic and uninclusive. I have nothing against the women who model for Victoria's Secret, but I am just against what the company has done to them, how they have made them feel, the people that they have surrounded them with. It's just disgusting to even think about. So you have these young girls watching these Victoria's Secret fashion shows and then these models come out and you know, they're minimum size four, size two, probably, I don't even know, size four might be too big, but they're walking down these runways and they also are angels. So they have this persona of innocence and youth. It's creepy to think that Lex Wexner had connections with a man who literally trafficked minors. I boycott that brand. It's just... So I want to talk about Rihanna's lingerie line and just how amazing she is with the intersectionality within her brand. Um, It is expensive, but so is Victoria's Secret. She has trans models. She has women of all different colors. She has male models, female models, non-binary models. It's phenomenal. Um, The model Silk Woods, while she was pregnant, walked down the Savage X Fenty runway. Like she was in labor and she was wearing lingerie and walking down the runway. That to me is far more impressive than anything that Victoria's Secret has ever done as a company. I think that showcasing a woman in labor and allowing her to express her sexuality on a runway, that's sexual liberation to me. Embracing femininity for all that it is, is what Rihanna has been doing. And I absolutely love her for that. The CEO of Savage X Fenty is Rihanna, is a female. It is female sexuality through a female gaze, not through a male gaze. So it's not owned by a man, it's owned by a woman and she's making all the executive decisions. Hence why it's so much more beautiful than anything through the male gaze. An online influencer that I want to mention is Charlie Ann Max. You can follow her on Instagram. She is known for expressing and showing off her body in the most unapologetic way ever. And that is sexually liberating and that is fucking hot. Taking back what is ours and showing people, no, this is what women look like 
and we're fucking gorgeous. We don't have to follow these irrational beauty standards that are impossible to meet. So go follow her, Charlie Ann Max. She does beautiful videos and photographs of women, and she is just a great example of the female gaze and how women should be represented and how beautiful they truly are without even having to try. I really want to mention one of my favorite visual artists out there. Petra Collins is by far my favorite photographer. Everything she does and the way she portrays femininity is absolutely perfection and she does it in such a cool and badass way. Every single photo shoot she posts is just so intriguing to me. I love looking at her photos. She photographed a lot of famous people like Frank Ocean, Tyler the Creator, SZA, Hunter Schaffner, Alexa Demi. Okay, her photo shoot with Alexa Demi nearly killed me because I have the biggest girl crush on her and the photos were just so interesting as well. Oh my goodness. But recently she helped produce Olivia Rodrigo's music video and that was absolutely insane. Go check her out, Petra Collins. Female gaze is where it's at and female gaze is where I think I see the most creativity always. So speaking of Olivia Rodrigo's music video and all the wonderful artists that Petra Collins photographed brings me to this episode's music recommendations. So in honor of Savage X Fenty, I'm going to recommend the song Man Down by Rihanna. Next, I'm going to recommend the song Money by Cardi B. Honestly, any song by Cardi B. Lately, I've been really into her music because her voice when she raps just sounds so powerful and her lyrics are so good. I just listened to the song Money and it motivates me to actually get up and go and work for $14 an hour. Anyways, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I am grinding two jobs right now. I feel immensely overwhelmed with all the work that I am doing at the moment with a podcast and two jobs and all this stuff. So I'm still trying to pump out content. I'm working on some new stuff for Cherry Club. I'm very excited. A lot of the time I'm thinking about like the future and I'm like, oh, what's going to happen in the future for Cherry Club and whatnot. But I just kind of want to appreciate the present right now and give a thanks for everyone that's listening and just how much fun I'm having with it and expressing my opinion. Thank you so, so much for taking the time out of the day to listen. I appreciate it. It means the world to me and I will see you all soon.